0: Hey everyone, this is Father Matt. Typically, I've used this podcast to send out my homilies from Mass, but I'm going to change things up because if you haven't heard the news today, March 17th, 2020, Archbishop Nauman released a statement canceling public Mass for the time being until further notice. Anyways, I, I always say a Mass every single day, but I obviously I don't preach when I say a private Mass, so I figured I would use this podcast to record my reflections on the daily and Sunday readings while we are dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. When it is all over, this podcast will return to simply being recordings of my homilies. God bless and be assured of my prayers. As Arise stood up in the fire and prayed aloud, those are the words which begin the first reading today, which is from the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 25, and verses 34 to 43. But it's crazy to me that the reading starts with this line. Azariah stood up in the fire and prayed aloud. It doesn't give us the context. Why is he in a fire? Um, in fact, fire doesn't really do it justice. He wasn't walking through some campfire. This this is a white hot furnace. So what's going on here? Well, there's an interesting backstory. And this takes place before verse 25 in, in chapter 3, Um this, this book of Daniel takes place during the Babylonian exile, so the entire nation of Israel, or what's left of it, I should say, has been exiled from the Promised Land beginning around 605 B.C. Azariah, also called Abednego, along with Shadrach and Meshach, were three young Jewish men whom the king of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, took and made administrators. Now Nebuchadnezzar made a massive golden statue, and he decreed that whoever did not fall down and worship it should be instantly cast into a white-hot furnace. It was brought to his attention that three men from Judah, who served as his administrators—administrators Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego—remember Abednego is Azariah—that these three would not serve Nebuchadnezzar's god or worship the golden statue. Why? Well, I mean, obviously it would violate the first commandment. So Nebuchadnezzar flies into a rage and has these three bound and cast into the white hot furnace. Once in the midst of this furnace, everyone is surprised to see they stand up and they begin to walk about in the flames, unharmed, singing to God and blessing the Lord. God miraculously intervenes and Azariah stands up in the midst of the fire and prayed aloud. That's the backstory to the first line of our first reading. That is why Azariah was in the midst of a fire in the first place and still able to pray. But I also want to comment on the substance of this first reading, which is, is known as the prayer of Azariah. Beginning in verse 38, Azariah says, We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, no burnt offering, sacrifice, oblation, or incense, no place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. But with contrite heart and humble spirit, let us be received as though it were burnt offerings of rams and bullocks or thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. You know, I can't help but see God's provident hand at work here. Because what Azariah is talking about is the destruction of the temple. In Jerusalem, the temple was the one authorized place in the entire world for Israel to offer sacrifice in worship of God. It had been destroyed. Passover, Yom Kippur, uh, the Jewish Feast of Pentecost, sacrifice was a part of them all. And sacrifice was now impossible because the temple was gone. And though the current situation today we're dealing with, with the coronavirus pandemic, it's not the same. What Israel went through was much worse. Uh, Nonetheless, there there is a certain analogy here. The Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. And for those of us who have made the Eucharist the source and summit of our lives, it is crushing to think we'll have to go weeks without receiving the blessed sacrament. And in that sense, the sorrow that Azariah expresses in in saying that they don't have a place to offer the sacrifice, that's a sorrow that's that's echoing with a lot of Catholics right now. And and I get that. You know, as a priest, I say mass every day, um, and and it's it is a blessing. It is a blessing. Um, the thought of having to go weeks without the Eucharist, yeah, it it is daunting. But God obviously has not abandoned us, just as He very obviously didn't abandon His people, or Azariah. You know, Azariah goes on to say, um, "Let my contrite heart and humble spirit be a sacrifice in Your sight, a burnt offering, if you will, in Your presence." And I almost want to say this is a type of a spiritual communion, a, a prefiguring of a spiritual communion. If you aren't familiar with spiritual communion, uh, the idea is that since we are prevented from receiving our Lord physically in the Eucharist, we pray and ask him to come into our hearts and souls. Um, if you want a good spiritual communion prayer, I posted one on, on Facebook earlier, but, but shoot me an email or a direct message and I'll, I'll get you one. But we have to daily make a frequent spiritual communion, um, uh, especially in these days of trial. In the midst of this ordeal where we can't physically receive the Eucharist, Let's make use of this ancient practice of spiritual communion. Really, the principle behind this is that uh, God is still with us. Uh, He can give us the effects of the sacrament, even if we're not blessed to physically receive him. I think finally, most importantly, there's this line. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. God has not, nor will he ever, abandon us. He has permitted this ordeal for a reason. Pray. Hope and don't worry. Trust in him. He has not abandoned you. Trust in him.